Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. pants glorious shorts the boys from the shorts are back we survived world tag league i've done very little curtis's podcasted 862 hours worth of world tag league content over on the fucking super j cast how it do curtis bro let me tell you what man like do you think that right now you could talk for five and a half hours in the next three days about world tag league no, I'd have to kill myself. <laughs> it's awful. Luckily, luckily, like booze does a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> because she only gets on like two or three episodes like a year for yeah, Super so, J. So she so, like, she she'd be fresh, you know what I mean? And her, yeah. you know, she's got uh, her fresh takes and her things like that. She can get out so she can carry that for you a little bit. Whereas you, you know, you're oh, doing man. this weekly multiple podcast and then you're like what else can i say about this but she all over it so that's good yeah yeah let me tell you right now mm-hmm. i think i've run out of things to I'm say just, about i'm them. so to say about everything right now i'm yeah. so fucking i'm just busted man i don't know because like okay <laughs> i'm just right? busted the curtis Spears story <laughs> i'm broken you know uh like no i'm I'm thinking about it like i don't know if it's outside right now it's december in the northern hemisphere mm-hmm. we're like seven days away from the longest night of the year yeah and like i don't know if maybe that's doing something for me i i don't know what's going on but i'm just like fuck bro what's so shit tell me about this because you say longest night and i start thinking about green lantern and darkest night which is a sick comic but um what's the longest 30 days night, night even yeah, so the longest sick. that's drawn by Ben Templesmith. He's from Perth. Oh, ben, is he from Perth? Yeah, I've met Ben Templesmith. He looks like my friend Gimpy. Oh, I don't know uh, who Gimpy is, nor have I met Ben Templesmith in real life. But I do actually. No, I did. I have a signed copy of Thirty Days of Night somewhere. He did a signing here somewhere. I'm pretty sure. I got him but to yeah. sign my copy of uh, Criminal Macabre. Oh, the, which, another one, that which is great owned. as well. Yeah, but he's a he's a Perth dude. That's pretty cool. What, what's with uh, you yeah, and so, Perth people? Because you, I've immediately derailed I everything. Love that. Yeah, I know, but like, you end up podcasting with a dude from Perth. You've always been a big TMDK fan, Ben Temple Smith. This like Perth is the most isolated city in the world. We don't have that much going on. What is your fucking universal fucking connection to Perth? It's weird, Stop right? Being so cool at things. Yeah, I know, right? Fuck, it's so hard being this cool here. <laughs> but to be honest, I think it's because like. There be nothing to do. I mean, it's a very nice place, but if you're not like a big beach goer and stuff like that, I think it is a place that breeds creativity a little bit. You know what I mean? We don't have as many big concerts and stuff as other cities and things like that. So I think people find their own way, you know what I mean, and and invest in themselves. And I think that's why we've got, you know, we've had so many cool bands come out of here and creative people and stuff like that. Also, yeah, because yeah, it is awesome. a really small scene, you know what Australia be like. It's tall poppy city. So you got to fucking work because it, people are just looking to tear you down in this city. <laughs> They'll what cut you down before you get anywhere. Yeah. Tall poppy city? Tall poppy syndrome. 
if you heard of it. Tall poppy. I've never heard of tall poppy syndrome. Please tell me more. So really? Uh, so yeah. tall poppy syndrome is a thing where I guess like poppies, when they grow, certain ones will grow higher than the others. Yeah. And then it is the maybe I, I'm not a botanist, but I know what it means as far as I think. It may be that the others then suffocated and it dies or whatever, but the idea is that any time somebody rises above, they get cut down from below. See, I've, I've heard of this as uh, crab bucket syndrome. I was telling my wife this mm-hmm. the other day. Mm-hmm. Evidently, and this is something I was told when I was in school, uh, when you have a bunch of crabs in a bucket, mm-hmm. if one tries to like start climbing out of the bucket, the others will pull it back down. Well, that, that that's the same. I've never heard of crab bucket syndrome, so it's the same thing, right? So, so yeah, it, it, there's a, a lot of that can happen here, uh, and so I think it makes people have to work harder to stand out, and as a result, iron sharpens iron, and you end up better. Is I, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. kind of how it iron works. within, iron without. Yeah. Exactly. So, what we talk about? <laughs> uh, I think oh, longest night, longest night. So oh, yeah, yes, literally, yeah, okay. like mm-hmm. because of the Earth's rotation and mm-hmm. the axis that it's on. Here in from from where I'm at in America, mm-hmm. uh, we were at a lower, we were closer to the equator, mm-hmm. a little bit closer to the equator. Mm-hmm. So like, I was used to the sun going down at six thirty or so in the uh, in the evening. Mm-hmm. Now that I've moved higher uh, in in not in elevation but in uh, latitude, yeah, I, <clears throat> it's uh, I'm on a similar latitude to like northern Canada. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the sun goes down at, like, 4 p.m. Yeah. And it doesn't come up till almost 8 a.m. Yeah. And then, so, the the longest night is when it's, like, longest, like, literally the longest night of the year. And then everything starts, it starts, the sun starts to stay out longer. And how long does it get? minutes every two weeks. Like, what's the longest? We're not talking 30 days of night scenario, but what is is the the longest? uh, the longest night literally is like sun goes down like shortly before four and comes up after like almost like eight thirty in the morning. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, that's that's fucking awesome. I love the dark. Um, talk like how fucking smart was Ben coming up with that idea? You know, the month full of darkness. Let's have vampires attack that fucking town. That's pretty smart. That's a great gimmick for a. Well, it was. Local. So what happened with that? I, I heard about this the other day because like that's one of my favorite comic books. Yeah. Has anybody and- anybody listened to this? If you haven't read 30 days of night or even just watch the movie starring josh hartnett is that hartnett josh hartnett yeah 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 exactly that does it really really well they did a fucking good job with that movie but the book is great and ben's art is really individual i think the book is better the the movies tends to stretch things out a little bit more yeah that's fair and i think the book was a little bit more concise there was some cool fucking shit in that movie though like uh What's his name? Bobby Elvis from fucking Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. What's that guy's name? Mark Boone Jr. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. fucking harsh in that movie. Yeah. Fucking runs that thresher into the fucking vampires <laughs> yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. Starts throwing dynamite out at him. Yeah. It's, was it was bad, a fucking dude. sick movie, dude. It's really cool. Really was. Uh, no, so yeah, the that was a s- screenplay that Steve Niles wrote. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was, he was in Hollywood, he was trying to write screenplays. No one bought it as a screenplay. They just didn't think it was good enough. Yeah. So he turned it into a comic book that he published with Ben Temple Smith. Yes. And then based on the how awesome the comic book was, mm-hmm. they sold it as a movie. Yeah. So it was a movie that became a comic book that became a movie. There you go. Went full circle. Speaking of um, Perth people inventing things in pop culture, did I ever tell you that uh, a dude, I, I know uh, my, my friend Tara, her husband Shane, I've only, I've only met him a couple of times. Invented oh, the Transformer that's an Drift. Dude named Shane. Yeah, Shane McCarthy. He invented Drift, the samurai transformer. Oh, whoa, that's rad. Mm. So he was writing some Transformers comics, and uh, for was it IGN was doing it for a time. It was it Image Comics? I don't remember. Devils, Devils do IDW. IDW. That's it. So uh, he was writing for IDW for a time. And in his little run, they're like, oh, do whatever you want. So he just invented this Transformer Drift, which is like, you know, Drift, the samurai kind of drift car. Um, And he sort of had like a little, he was like a cameo. And then I think he ended up doing his own series. And then, yeah, when it was time to do that movie or whatever, they were just cherry picking different Transformer ideas. And they're like, yeah, we'll do the samurai one. So like fucking, you know, next thing Shane knows, he's got fucking action figures of this dude he invented just like in Target and stuff. It's crazy. Oh, that's so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Dude, cool. have you 
have you read the comic book Void Rivals? No, but I think it came out. Is this the one you were telling me about, where it's it has like the twist at the end? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I haven't I haven't read it, but I want to. Yeah. Oh my god! Can I ruin it for everybody that's a listener? It's, yeah, it's been out for six months. If they don't fucking know, they if, don't care. If you haven't read that and you want to read it, uh, fast forward a minute. <laughs> yeah. So Void Rivals, basically, it's like two two people who are in engaged in intergalactic war. It's like mm-hmm. enemy mine. Two two fucking spacefaring factions are at war they crash land on this on this planet together and they start like uh using their technology to like uh reverse engineer like ways to get off the planet and stuff like that the technology that they're reversing is a fucking autobot it's fucking it's a stealth fucking transformers comic based in like it's super far into the future when like after the cybertron war and shit yeah i was just i was reading it i was like oh fuck was it which transformers was it like jetfire or something you said Uh, it was jetfire it might have been jetfire it might have been i think it was jetfire i think you're right yeah but it's written by it's written by the guy who created uh walking dead and uh invincible Robert Kirkman. Um, Robert Kirkman, yes. Yeah. So essentially robots in disguise for real. Entire comic book in disguise. Robots in disguise. It's comic yeah. book in disguise. Yeah, yeah dude. That's super sick. bad. Yeah, that's dope. I'm going to have to check that out. Anyway, we're a wrestling podcast. Nobody knows that yet. But uh, why don't you do our intro <sighs> so that we always forget? So much to talk about comic books right I know. now. Than don't worry. I'm gonna, I'll, I'm, I'll carry the, the conversation a little bit here because I want to have more of a dialogue and it's not going to be so much about the wrestling but more about what surrounds that so well tell them who thank we are. you for that mm-hmm. because uh yeah usually my name curtis spears usually i'm the one who uh carries your bad friend rafe houston hey how's it going rafe yeah i'm all right i don't know if carry is the right term i, I think well, we work I carry side the, by side yeah oh yeah well yes <laughs> when That's i'm I mean. a, when i'm on the fucking edge when i'm on the brink <laughs> curtis is the one holding the back of my coat and stopping me from going over kind of thing yeah, yeah, yeah definitely because uh, man I, it's it's hard sometimes not to just like tip into the fucking the void you know it is it's it is hard terrible. it is hard especially uh, when you're doing something like this where you're trying to produce content about it have thoughts ingest something and then if you're doing a lot of this and that starts to eat up your personal time beyond what you're willing to allocate to it and stuff like that you start to burn out on it you start to be like Yo, I can't be, why do I do this is how it is and it becomes not fun and then you add the social media and stuff like that. I feel like lately we've had a little bit of a theme of like complaining about podcasting and doing podcasting and New Japan. And we, <laughs> and we don't want to be there, but everybody just needs to understand that like we love doing this show, we love doing this show together and we have no intention of stopping that. We've just like both been podcasters in other ventures for years now and so we're kind of hitting that sort of point where it's like, oh, fuck, we're, we're really hitting the grind, you know. But we're actively having conversations between ourselves to make it more fun. We're like, how can, yeah, yeah, we, I think, I think- how can we not feel like it? Because I, I guess I, I, one more quick point, and I'll let you run with it, is that like yeah. my day-to-day job is being like, a charming, helpful dude, right? Like that that's my job. I work in sales. At the moment, I work in education sales and stuff like that. So I'm always meeting, you know, new teachers. Hey, how you going? I'm here to help, blah, blah, blah. Enthusiastic, da, da, da. When I get home, I don't want to be enthusiastic or nice to fucking anybody. And so <laughs> at the moment, when it comes like ideas of like, oh, what am I going to do with my spare time? The idea of like getting somebody on here and doing an interview like I do with Faces and Feels is just really exhausting for me to think about. You know what I mean? Not that they're not cool, not that I've still got heaps of cool friends I want to interview that I think I'll have great conversations with and stuff like that. It's just the entire process of doing that and being on is is really exhausting for me at the moment, which is why I've been seeking peaceful hobbies like sitting down and painting and stuff just because I'm like I don't want to be spoken to at all. You know, the great thing about doing Okada shorts with my bud Curtis is that we don't have to put on a show for fucking anybody. You know what I mean? Like we, we're putting on a show, but I mean like we can just be ourselves. I don't have to like charm Curtis and sell him on me as a podcast host any, anymore. He's stuck with me. 
too fucking bad. He's going to have to deal with the, the good and the bad. And right now, you know. For better or for worse. Curtis did Super J-Cast, our fucking podcast fathers, you know, our friends. They take time off at World Tag League and they ask for people to jump in and, you know, be guest hosts and stuff. And Curtis did that and he ended up doing a, a couple of episodes based around, you know, a tournament. And that stuff is you have to watch a lot of content. So it's like the watching of the content the ingesting of it and having a take and an opinion of the content and then talking about it for hours. It, it, then I go, want to yeah. talk about World Tag League this week? And you're like, fuck no. That's like, <laughs> how it goes. That's the thing is it's not just watching it. It's watching it to dissect it, mm. you know? Like it, it, the people, you know, if, if you're if you're a gynecologist, you, you don't want to go home and look at vaginas all day. Or do you? Maybe you do. I don't, I don't know. know. It depends if you're a but, freak like that. Yeah, I guess. Um, no, like I think if if it's if it's your job, if you're watching it like it's your job, which is, I mean, that's how they do it. They break it down. Like I don't know how how the fucking stiff boys can do weekly podcasts like talking because they talk for hours. Yeah. You know how can they do that? I have no fucking clue, bud. Because I, like I, I think I think the. the we work stiff. Their That's watching se- vibe. Their secret, yeah, exactly. Like I don't, I don't want to be breaking down details of anything. I just like talking about what's going on about it. And I think we're starting to really sort of find how that's going to work for us. But like with them, they do definitely like they pick the stories they want to follow, you know. And they don't get, they don't really get bogged down with covering everything. They're like, we are going to talk about this thing with Sonata or this thing with Shooter or whatever. And then they really get into that, you know, the details in that, but they're not covering everything in that sense. You know what I mean? With that detail. And they've said to me, they're like, that is sort of the secret. Like when they do their drafts and stuff, they're, they're who they've got. In their they're the only matches they're going to watch for the most part with any kind of, you know, uh, detail because they're like, I'm just going to follow the storyline that works for me, you know? And I, I think there's yeah. something to be said there. And I think, that's sort of how I've always watched New Japan in a sense is that I kind of just catch the bits I want or whatever and I watch the big shows and stuff. And then I guess when you start a podcast, you start feeling like, oh, maybe we need to be watching everything and have a take on everything and stuff. And that's just, I know, for me, it's not sustainable with everything else I do in my day-to-day life to see everything and have a take on everything. Yeah, 100%. Like I, I, can't, I, I can't sit down and watch every hour of every day. If I did, I would end up, I would end up hating it. Yeah. I'd end up actual, absolutely hating this company that I fucking love. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? It, when I step away from it and then I just jump into like, oh, what's this? I got home from work. World Tag League night eight is on or whatever and it's live. I'll just put it on while I'm, you know, doing stuff and sit down. I'll have a great time because I'm not like trying to take in matches or I need to have a, a, a take on this or whatever. I'll just like, a young lion runs out, let's go. And then I just like have fun and New Japan is on and there's parts I get and parts I don't. And I think that's sort of like the best way for me to watch it, you know. And, and me too, 100%. Yeah, I, I can't, I, I, especially taking in so fucking much yeah. to to really like uh, to to take that into yourself, to twist it, to come up with a way that you can look at it that no one's seen it before to try and put back into the world. Nah, man, that ain't me. That and and ain't you, me. you know what? I can't do that in advance anyway. Half the takes I come up on, like with on this show, it's I'm in the middle of a diatribe about something and it just comes to me and then I just start off down a tangent, you know, because like things are firing. But I can't just sit alone in a room and come up with a fucking take or whatever. That's just not. Yeah. No wonder Joel and Damon take like a month off every year, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't so they're, the be- they're the best at it, man. They, they do so so well it's it's really really impressive what they do um yeah but yeah i mean getting into what i mean this all segues i guess into today which i want to talk about the first ever rafe 180 so rafe 180 and see this is when we talked when we talked about it you said that uh you know we're going to talk a little bit about the world tag league and i was just like oh god i've talked so much about the world tag league and like then I watched the I watched the finale of the World Tag League, and I went, you know, this is my least favorite option that that this that could have happened. Was it a bad match? Absolutely fucking not. Mm. 
but was it 40 minutes of me going god fucking damn it you know like yeah this is this is not what i wanted and and yeah we always say like don't you know if if they don't go with your booking your your brain booking you know your dream booking then that's not that's not on them yeah and it, and it doesn't necessarily mean what they've done is bad nor does it mean that they can't make it good they've obviously got a plan right and so the scenario yeah. for the Rafe 180 the first ever Rafe 180 normally known as the Amy 180 is uh for those who who don't know the story is my wife is really black and white when it comes to watching wrestling with me she either loves people or she hates them right and there has been a few instances where she's like this person fucking sucks i don't care about them and they do something 180 on the spot you'll just see it happen in real life and she's like and now i'm ride or die with this person and there's been a few only a few people who have ever had that happen for for them with the amy 180 so some of the some of them that i can think about elp or phantasm as she calls him is one gabe kid when he versed Sonata was maybe my favorite and most famous one. Cause she's like, I don't give a fuck about this dude. I don't understand what he says. And then he, he just yelled, fuck you Sonata really loud one time. And she's like, this is the best guy in this company. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Jack Swagger, when he picked up her purse, like live, live 180, you suck. Oh, did you drop your purse? We, the people it was like that. It was amazing. Um, but for me, the way the finals of the World Tag League played out, I think is how it plays out for like a lot of people on the internet. So I wasn't able to watch it live. It pops up in my news feed. Not only did I I find out that they the final was what it was, so I was already down on it. I was like, really? TMDK and the War Dogs are both out. So we're going with what I think is the least interesting option, yeah? And then... The next day comes around or whatever and the results get spoiled and it's Bishamon holding the the trophies and shit. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. Like, I'm like, really? On this fucking ice cold Wrestle Kingdom card, we're just going to fucking lob another snowball in there? I'm like, really? What are y'all motherfuckers thinking in here on this day? I was like, are they not even trying anymore? And so I want to read real quick my nerd rage messages to Curtis Oh, please do. Because I was fucking <laughs> pissed off and I did what everybody does. As soon as they read something they don't like, they haven't watched the match, they take to Twitter and they drop this shit before they've even seen it, yeah? And then I, the next day I went and I go, okay, I'm just going to watch the match from start to finish and there's a, like a little package and stuff like that and I watch the match and then I'll give you my thoughts afterwards, yeah? So hang on, where are we? Let's start. Okay. So, I haven't watched yet, dot, 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 but I've seen the results. What the fuck is the thought process here? You know what our ice-cold Wrestle Kingdom needs? The babyface tag champs winning and then selecting the guys they literally just beat to a friendly contest. What about all the red-hot teams that people cared about, though? Fuck them. They can stay home. Follow-up message mere seconds later. Nobody on God's green be watching Bishamon like, yo, these my fucking dudes. No. <laughs> Everyone is these like. Bish for real. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, Everyone is like, oh, how nice for these longtime good hand dojo boys to have something nice to do. They are a participation trophy. And they Curtis, are a participation trophy. <laughs> Curtis, oh shit, somebody is lit. I said, like, look at the Wrestle Kingdom card. It's like they are deliberately trying to make the coldest card in human history. Whoever wins should throw those strong titles in the garbage, though. It's a meaningless brand at this point. Just let it all die. (laughs) Curtis, they're getting rid of all those fucking belts. Fuck it, who cares? I said, not I. This promotion is doing its best to make me not care about anything currently. Curtis, fuck it, bro. Let's become an All Japan podcast. (laughs) My reply, gross. Kento Miyahara. You and me, Kento Miyahara. Let's let's fucking go. My reply, gross. We're going to call ourselves fucking Carnival of Champions or something. Yeah, let's let's, let's go. The fucking two pillars of the fucking apocalypse. (laughs) Uh, 
Is there a chance there is a story to play out here? Can War Dogs and TMDK backdoor their way into the match? Fatal four-way. Like, I don't know. Like, I know we don't trust Western wrestlers anymore, but the War Dogs were the right team to win. You said, I doubt it. It's just an all-round loss. Okay. It's an all-around loss, 100%. And, and I think that was me, like, sitting in the fucking funk that I'm in right now. This yeah. is this is an all around loss. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm- That's how you're feeling. Then we we end up teeing up the time and stuff for this podcast. Then, okay, I just watched the final. It's a Rafe 180. I'm into it. Love the bish now. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, well, shit. <laughs> I understand. It was a good match. It, it was a really. It good was great. Match. So the way I watched it was just. I didn't watch the whole show. I just press play on the new app on this match. It begins with a promo package. Now, I will say about the promo package, I do think that, like, New Japan could do a little bit more to help Bishamon because they kind of even make him look like fucking dorks because the music they play, link up to it's like, a boop, do, do, do. Like making them look like fucking idiots. And I'm like, why are they playing this like comedy? Like, it's not like hard guitar, like dance, like the fucking third wind. It's none of that. It's like, and it's Yoshihashi's face. And you're like, why are they making them look like clowns, right? They're out here playing fucking curb your enthusiasm. Basically, basically they are. Go watch that fucking. I wonder, I wonder if through the power of the fucking internet, I can play this fucking promo package because it's seriously I feel like it's relevant to this conversation so I'm going to try and load that up in the meantime uh, I don't know how this fucking new 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 Japan app works fucking what is all this bullshit I, I can't off the top of my head for the life of me I'm sitting here trying I cannot think of how that music goes. Now I, I, want, I need to show it you. It was it was fucking beige carpet. It was fucking oh, dude, it's so bad. It just in the background for me. I didn't even give a shit. Nah, I like, got you. Hang on. When you fucking hear this, you're gonna be like, "Yeah, I'm with you." All right. So episodes. But okay. This ha- it has been growing on me. I just don't know how it works. All right. Hang on. It's probably gonna play some fucking shit first. But give me a moment. You're going to hear somebody cheer or something because it's going to open up mid. There we go. All right. So, okay, let's get back to the start. All right. Now, let's have a listen as a team. This is the promo package before the match starts, okay? Okay. Like, is this fucking Taguchi's entrance music? Like, what is this? <laughs> I'm watching I'm watching it in your glasses right now, which is pretty fun. <laughs> See what I mean? Anyway, so... Is that cool? Is that cool in Japan? No, I know things are kind of like... Very weird. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Anyway, it starts me immediately. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, I'm like, this is maybe I don't know. I haven't really fucking watched every single World Tag League from the start. Maybe that's the World Tag League theme this year and I'm being harsh. Either way, it's ridiculous. Um, But so it starts, you know, we get both the intros and stuff and the match is quite a long match. It's like over 40 minutes. I think it's like 48. 40 minutes, yeah. Yeah, 48 minutes or something. And as it goes, so long. so long, right? And I really, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. But obviously, it's a New Japan main event. They always get it done. And the thing about Bishamon, they always get the crowd by the end. The problem is, is that for the most part, they're pretty ice cold going into it, always. You know, like I said, nobody's like, these my fucking dudes. Like, because then, you know, Godo's a little bit, past it and Yoshihashi isn't a cool guy and so you kind of look at them like dorks a little bit is is how I I look at them right and ELP and Hikaleo come in and I like both dudes but again they they still feel like a bit of a slap together tag team 
there's no real history there. He's only just been dropped in G.O.D. We need to give Hikaleo something to do. So feels like a thrown-together tag team with what was essentially in the day originally a thrown-together tag team, right? So, okay, this is where we are. They're doing their own guys and stuff. But as the match went, obviously everybody worked really hard. ELP fucking worked his ass off in this match. I mean, they all did. ELP, Jesus Christ. ELP is one of the most, like, the the sympathetic baby face. Dude. He, oh. it was so impressive what he did in that match. The level of physicality and like punching bagness. And then the creative stuff they were doing, like at the end when he's just hitting Goto with every one of Goto's own finishes and shit. And like when he, when he like fucking hits Goto in the stomach, fucking gets Yoshihashi up on his back and then hits him with their tag team finisher off Goto's back yeah. and stuff. Really creative stuff. Hikaleu going, nah, you don't do the fucking our finisher. I'm going to do it. We're going to put these dudes away. The fucking, you know, the Bishamon finisher on Hikaleu off the fucking apron through the table. They were all working really hard. And by the end, I was like, that was really fucking cool. But you know what did it for me was at the end, I realized I was like, I'm watching this in Japanese. I didn't flick it over to the English commentary. And I flicked it over just in time for... Chris Charlton to translate what Godot was saying when he picks up the mic, right? And I knew they were going to challenge him or whatever, but it actually all came full circle for me. And I was like, oh, I am really into this because he pointed out that, like, you know what? At the start of Tag League, you beat us. We've just beat you now one world Tag League, but we still don't know who's better. You know what I mean? It's one and one. And he's like, so let's make it for all the gold and let's make it a work. World Tag League, I mean, uh, at Wrestle Kingdom, right? And I was like, okay, that make that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like when I read it, I'd kind of forgotten the thing. I was like, oh, they're just giving him a charity case and we can't be bothered bringing in another team or whatever, you know? But I was like, oh, that's – it's Wrestling Booking 101, but it works, right? And then the interactions with them and like, you know, ELP's in the corner and Yoshihashi comes over and it's like, good job or whatever. And it's like, help me up. And they shake hands. And the, like, you felt like everybody in this ring really feels like they genuinely have respect for each other. And then as a result, this all feels real, you know? And I know I just kind of got that little bit of a, you know, a goosebumpy kind of feeling as he was talking to them and stuff. I was like, oh, this feels real and I really like this now. You know, and I was like, now I actually want to see these guys working in because I, they were so creative in some of those spots and ways they did it. I'm like, how could they? I felt like they did everything that those two tag teams could do against each other. So I'm really excited to see actually how they can take it to the next level uh, and who will end up standing at the end. Like, will this be. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. The ultimate coronation of Bishamon, like this is our last big win everything and then they get cycled out? Or is this the, you know, coronation of a brand new team that they're going to put stocks into? Like are we going to see an extended run from ELP and Hikaleo, like as G.O.D., um, moving forward as the heavyweight champs, you know? And that's really interesting. And then that got me thinking about what the other teams would look like against those teams, you know what I mean? Like, what if ELP in that win and then, you know, their their interactions with War Dogs and stuff after that was really interesting to me. Yeah, I think um, at, at this point you've had Bishamon as tag team champions for at, at Wrestle Kingdom. It'll be 365 days, right? Yeah, wow, okay. And and that's, that's cool, mm-hmm. but – and they've turned back a lot of challengers, a lot of great challengers in that time. You know, they beat FTR, they've beat Nazi Open, they've, you know, they've beat yeah. all these guys, uh-huh. TMDK and such. Some of the best wrestlers, you know, some of the best tag teams on the planet, possibly the three best tag teams on the planet. And um, that's cool. Great. Uh, it's, I, I think 
a fresh perspective would be, I mean, we know we've seen after the G1 that this company really does have a soft spot for Hikaleo. Yeah. They've got big plans for Hikaleo. Uh Um, I think that ELP, um, we, we would like good things to come for ELP Mm -hmm. because there's a chance that, you know, we may not have ELP. We, we could convince ELP to stay and commit to new Japan long-term. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a chance for that. That would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cause I don't want to, I don't want to next man up another fucking person when it, you know, if, if someone else decided to jump ship. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, like maybe ELP and Hikaleo winning, not only is it a fresh tag team to have to fend off these challengers like war dogs and TMDK, mm-hmm. But uh, it would be the best thing in establishing a new hierarchy. Yeah, and also a new um, a new vibe for next year because Wrestle Kingdom at the moment feels like, I guess, like sort of the final the final finish line for like a lot of talent. You know what I mean? And their big pushes. Like it almost feels like New Japan is like, hey guys. Thanks for all the years of service. Here's your last big showing at Wrestle Kingdom because next year all these young dudes are up and you're all cycling out. You know what I mean? Is how it feels like. I don't really believe in participation trophies in wrestling, so I kind of feel like I know they want to finish stuff up, but I would prefer them just to start with younger people now. But I think New Japan has always sort of looked at Wrestle Kingdom as their finish line and they want to do things right by their talent and stuff. So I feel like they're like, hey, here's your last big match, dudes. You know what I mean? Because after this, it's the it's a new era, like next year. So I wonder if New Year's Dash, we're going to start to see um, immediate kind of pushes and, and movements towards cycling in the new talent into bigger spots. Yeah, I think um oh it's it's so funny cuz we keep saying that Wrestle Kingdom's so cold it's it's fucking we you know where where's the heat where's the fire and all these things like that but like that's exactly what we were saying last year, isn't it? I don't know. I don't remember last year that's way too long ago. We did a whole thing where it was like Fuck it! Look at all the people that were left off of Wrestle Kingdom. You could book a great Wrestle oh, Kingdom. Oh yeah, we did do that. Yeah, yeah, on Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, which we'll be doing so, again this year, by the way. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna Thanos snap everybody again. Well, yeah, absolutely. That was but, a, that was a fun episode, actually. So yeah. But what um you, you know because there's such a, a cold air around Wrestle Kingdom, like what can they do? I mean, you just said you took this big 180 on Bish, mm-hmm. and that's cool. Um, have you have, have you gained any momentum for Wrestle Kingdom? Uh, look, I want to see that match. Um, and I'm like, I love the Bish, but I guess, like, I still don't want him to win at Wrestle Kingdom. You know what I mean? I think I just, like, um, don't think their match, match is going to be absolute trash. Um, let's have a quick look at the card, actually. Let's just talk Wrestle Kingdom just real fast. And let's just see if there's anything that, you know, stokes our fires a little bit. So the opening match is tag team strong championship match, yeah? So the Bish okay. and ELP and Hikaleo. I would say I am excited for that now. I want to see that match happen and I'm curious as to which way it'll go, but I actually am pretty I'm pretty confident that's going to be super fun, yeah? Okay, next up is the IWGP uh, USA, what is it? They're calling it Global Heavyweight Championship, inaugural champion. Yeah, the new, the new GHC title. Oh, is Global that what it is? Global Heavyweight Championship. Oh, what are they doing? That's Noah's is – is that what GHC stands for at Noah? No, no, no. Uh, Noah's is a Global Honored Crown. But either way, the the – the initials are the same. That's a weird choice. Um, yep. Will Ospreay versus Moxley versus Finlay. So, again, I think it would be Let's a fun David. match. Let's go David Chan. Yeah, go. but but because of all the shit flying around it, we're wanting the heel to win, which is weird. But I do want him. I want to see Davey rock up in the best shape of his life and fucking win that match. That's what I want to see happen. 
Um, then never open weight championship match, Tama Tonga between Shin and Shingo Takagi. Like, who cares? There was literally no build at all. We've seen them wrestle a million times. Shingo just suddenly had the title out of nowhere, and now this is their, what, 100th match in fucking two months? I don't know. Maybe it's the third. But either way, I could not care less about that, and I love Shingo, but I don't care. Um, New Japan World TV Championship match, Tanahashi versus Zack Sabre Jr. Again, love both guys, but again, no build. They were in a three-way match against each other. Fucking Tanahashi fucking looked at the belt. Oh, cool, let's wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom. Great. It'll be fun. Tanahashi's hair will look great. He'll look real pretty. They'll have a great match, but I, who cares? Um, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. Takahashi and El Desperado, we know how good their matches would be. But again, no fucking build. Takahashi beats everybody and then he's like, Oi, Desperado, you, you want to fight me, man, at Wrestle Kingdom since nobody else can? And he's like, yeah, sure. Like, okay, cool. Uh, great. Uh, I'm sure it'll be really good, but I don't care. Um, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match. Um Catch two two and War Dogs Juniors. Um, I was really amped for that, yeah. but it I seems like since Super Super Juniors Tag League, uh, like the last few years when they were doing Super Junior Tag League and World Tag League at the same time, or closer. Super Juniors and World Tag League at the same time, like fire's kind of gone out on that one a little bit. Just because it was a long time ago, right? But you yeah. know, run some packages and stuff. I'm still pretty pretty charged for that. I think I think that'll be. Cool. Yes, um, that will be awesome. Cool. Uh, special singles match, Okada versus Danielson. I personally don't care about this. I'm off Danielson and all his injuries. And didn't fucking, like, Moxley had an eye patch fucking two minutes ago. And now he's lent it to Danielson and now he wears an eye patch. Like, <laughs> is this the fucking go-to injury for the Blackpool Combat Club? Come on, dude. Seriously. Think about it. Um, I don't want to talk about fucking AEW right now. Yeah, man. I know. I don't. I I don't think he's obviously really injured. I think he'll be there, and I think it's all part of the storyline. And I think it's all excuses as to why Okada gets to beat him clean at Wrestle Kingdom. But so AEW can be like, oh, you know, it's just because Danielson was broken down, homie. He broken down altogether. He need to retire. Um, and then IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match: Sonata versus Knight. Um, now they did just release a, um, a fucking fantastic promo package for that. Really? I, I, before you judge that. Oh, cause I'm please, judging. I, there's already heavy judgment from me. Please go watch the, it just dropped about like two or three hours ago. Please go drop or go watch the, how uh, long the, is it? The like, like, could I play it now or it's no, 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 no. You're going to have to sit down and actually watch it. Okay. Uh, they just dropped it in English recently. Um, but it is fucking good. Well, give me the cl- give me the good. cliff notes because at the moment the way I see it is the match is not going to be good because I don't like how Sonata wrestles at all, and I feel like he's just a placeholder, and it's so Naito can do his last Harazi. So, and if they swerved me and Sonata won, then I would be pissed off, and if Naito no, no, wins, no, no. I'll be like, no, nice for because- Naito, but you know, whatever. Sonata's gonna win, and then when all of the fucking uh, you know lights are out and all the cell phones are going, and the the thing that Sonata does, and then Yu Yu Emmer jumps him from behind and challenges him for the title. Oh yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. That I mean, Yu Yu ain't been doing much. He'd just been a little boy. You know, he'd be young boy. Yeah, I know. It's fucking sad. I just but, like no, they're um, making such a big deal of the fact that like. Like, I almost feel like he is going to lose now because they're, they're making such a big deal of, like, Nido's only had one more chance at this surgery and he's having it early in time for this main event. That's how important it is to him. Like, they're building all these stakes that's like, Nido has to do, do this now or he never gets to do it. And I feel like maybe they're just going to go, guess what? He never gets to do it. <laughs> like, that would yeah. be the most Nido fucking the most thing of Nido all shit. time. Yeah. <laughs> And you so, know no, the, the, they the promo could. package is fucking great. It shows like the the eighteen year uh, 
road that these two have been on together, like from from tryouts that they did together oh, really? and stuff like that. It's fucking crazy, okay. man. Okay, maybe maybe that that's what wins me around because a lot of the time you'll notice as I've gone through this and when I'm pissed off about shit, it's because there's no story, like or minimal story, yeah. and it feels haphazard. So that's pretty cool. I sort of there's wouldn't... definitely story there because you got to look at like Sonata beating former Lij compatriots on it. So he's beat Hiromu. He's beaten uh, who was it? Did he beat Shingo? No, he beat Evil. You know, he's he's beaten uh, Suji. Now he's going to go and try and beat uh, Naito. You know, like he's he's been running through Lij. Why has he run through his, his own squad though? Like. To I don't know to prove that he was he <laughs> to prove was the that he's a cut, star or something. Like, like you're supposed to. But I don't know her anymore. Yeah, I guess <laughs> Lij are that sort of faction. Like they're very competitive with each other. Um, yeah, yeah I, there's. I mean, fuck you know you know I think the only way I could really like Sonata is if in this match they just like went full heel with him like kicking him in the eye and shit. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like great, wouldn't it? fucking ends his career kind of kind of thing where he just like destroys his friend in order to keep his title. I'd probably be pretty into it to tell you the truth, but but then I'd still it wouldn't change how he wrestles, so it'd wear off. But. So we've got we've got two weeks. Was it two weeks? Three weeks up until Wrestle Kingdom. And we've got the the run of Kurik and Hall shows, you know, before the end of the year and stuff like that, that we can watch how these storylines develop, you know, as and and we'll get into Wrestle Kingdom a little bit further down the road when we record again. But there are two bits of news that I just saw pop up on my Twitter that I sure. would uh, like to get your your mm-hmm. thoughts on. Absolutely. The first one is that TNA Wrestling mm-hmm. has signed Kushida. <laughs> what? Why? That's I I didn't know how you how how would you react to that? I mean because I could I couldn't care less, but like that's so random. Like I, to a full time pickup for TNA actually, but oh yeah. I mean it's a great pickup for TMA, TNA and I personally don't even think it's a huge loss for New Japan, but like why? Why I I don't know I'm just wondering why, why he's not. I thought there was a big I, it was a big deal that he came back. You know he got sick, um, he couldn't really do much of anything and now he's gone yeah and we never got the like evolution because it kind of there was little threads sort of scattered that maybe he was caught in the past and maybe he needed to find the new him in order to succeed but we just saw chapter one of that start and then it was over the other bit of news okay that's that's really weird but all right i mean he lives in the states right yeah yeah, okay. Yeah, interesting. The other bit of news is posted today to Twitter uh, is a, let me hit translate here, a clenched fist of youth in front of the lion mark. Stay tuned and see what's in store. Posted by Mr. Kenta Kobashi. Kenta Kobashi has got something in mind for uh, New Japan. What do you think that could be? Is Kenta Kobashi going to be our new booker? Clenched Kenta fist Kobashi. of youth. Clenched fist of youth. Hmm. I don't know. Is it a? Is it like a match on Wrestle Kingdom, or is he talking about going forward in the future? No, or? no, he's he's so retired. Like Kenta Kobashi is. No, no, I don't mean him doing a match. I mean like like a Kenta Kobashi booked match. He's like, I see that like all the young wrestlers on New Japan are not in any of the main events. I've spoken to New Japan management, and we're going to have like a fucking six-pack challenge player with fucking all of the young guys to show who's going to be, like, the new one, you know, going forward or something, like an opening match or something, you know? That would be fucking awesome. Doing, doing like, yeah, fatal six-way or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and it's like a Kenta Kobashi, like, uh, booked match, and then he's, like, fucking, yeah, and he, like, gets in the ring at the end and hands him a trophy or whatever, and they get a picture with Kenta Kobashi. It'd be cool. That'd be fucking sick. Yeah. That'd be fucking sick. That would be cool. I'm into it. Um, I think there is another piece of news that you've missed. It is okay. the return, long-awaited return of the masked horse 
is coming the masked up. The horse. Exactly. Raised by humans, abandoned by humans. Raised by horses, also abandoned by horses. Now, sometimes <laughs> raised, raised by, by wrestlers. Wrestling. <laughs> exactly. But he's and not the, coming the alone. Bolton Oleg. Yes, exactly. Oh. The masked Oleg. Who's that? I wonder. I wonder who that could be. I know. Oh my gosh! I bet How he's going to be fucking... a big, big, strong boy. I think he might be. He's going to be a Clydesdale. <laughs> he's going to be one of those war horses. Yeah, exactly. Like fucking... Suchi used to be. Oh man, it's going to be amazing. That, That's going to be so much fun. I he was my favorite character, the masked horse, and I'm so fucking excited to see him back. <laughs> that is going to be really, really cool. Um. Oh hell yeah! That's cool. Also, the, oh the, yeah. The other thing that I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. before we end the episode today, because I know you got a hard out here. I got a very hard out, and we're talking like 16 minutes. I want to talk about the Tuckman's Beer Bash. Yes. Do we want to try to fit this in, or is this going to be this whole episode? Because we both oh, watched we... Tuck- PWA Tuckman's Beer Bash. Do I do a speed round on it? I fucking had heaps of fun with this show, man. It was so much fun. It was oh fucking God. I'm so, so pilled right now. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, it was worth the price of admission. It was so fucking fun. If you don't, like, have Fight Plus, um, you should get it and you should watch uh, the Tuckman's Beer Bash from PWA, their new show. Tuckman's it's Booker the, of the Year, Tuckman. Exactly. And it's like the follow-up. It's the straight neck show after Coliseum. So everything that you see to the Coliseum tournament now continues. And, man, there were some fun matches on this. Like, it was so good. Yeah, let's do, let's do a speed round. And do just I do give, a speed give, round? Give, like, Let me get up the – because I, I, my memory isn't worth fuck. Let me just bring up the match list. Tuckman's – I thought we were going to do this as a new episode, but we're doing a, we're doing a speed round, and I think that is going to be very fun. So um, – where is no? That's the tickets, and the show has already happened. So, cage match. Where you at? Where the fuck you at? This is precious seconds being wasted. Okay, oh here we go. He's down to fourteen minutes now. No, oh, no. Fifteen. All right. Okay. So the it says there was a pre-show match. I'm not sure we watched that. Um, four-way tag team match was SMS. Uh, versus MK plus Ultra versus Primer Pi Kappa and the Backslide and Girls. My Backslide Girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was heaps of fun. I, I really enjoyed that. I like these multi-man tags they do. I also liked um, Old Mate from SMS on commentary as well. He was good. Um, oh, yeah, Unsocial Jordan. Unsocial Jordan on commentary. Yeah, that was really fun too. He was great. Yeah. He was really good on commentary. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next up was singles match between Caveman Ugg and Mick Moretti. Um, fucking Ugg Killer. is like a me- member of the Bullet Club, very menacing. He's less caveman-y now and a bit more evil. Fucking really cool match and a cool ending, and they're really doing a good job of like setting up Ugg and... Um, our boy Bonza as challengers for those tag titles when they come back. Yes, absolutely. Ugg is just like man mountain beef. He's he? like he's, he's a weapon. Fucking so big. Yeah, absolutely. And and Moretti, like I was like the first time I saw him was at the Coliseum, and I was just yeah. like, this guy's a fucking asshole. What's with his haircut? Who's yeah. this fucking jerk? And that like the more I see him, like this guy's actually really fucking good. He's got to be Australia's best kept secret, man. Yeah. He's, he's he's one of the main, I don't know exactly where he sits in it, but he's part of that PWA brain trust. Like he's one of the main guys over there and has been around for a long time and has, has had some new Japan matches and stuff over here and stuff as well. Amazing conditioning, actually a great fucking wrestler and fucking crazy. Um, Really enjoyed this match. And I I thought it was a, a great dominant ending by Ugg. Next up was the Secret Santa Mystery Six Man Tag Team Match, which I loved Best the, the premise of this match premise <laughs> yeah. ever. You reach into the stocking, you pull out the your gift. It's either a lump of coal, which somehow all the heels got a lump of coal. What's the chances? <laughs> and then all the good guys got a big old beer. <laughs> 
fucking PWA love their beer. They, they do. They do. They they've got a great relationship with that sponsor. Hey, like, <laughs> yeah. how do we get sponsored by beer? I would get double the beer because you don't drink. That I don't be... drink, so you can have all all my share of the beer. All right, we need to get um, on to this. Uh, PWA, yeah. hit me up. We will continue to review. You've just got to introduce me to, I think it's Wayside Brewing. Um, next up was Soul of PWA title beer bash match. The Tuckman versus Will Kiedis, the anchorman Will Kiedis, I think he's called. Um, did you yep. watch the um, security footage leading up to this match, like on YouTube? Oh yeah, where where like they uh, had a a row and a fucking they had a pub. bar fight. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, Tuckman's walking through the bar, he's just got a fresh pint, and he gets like shouldered by a guy, and it's fucking Kiedis. He's done it on purpose, and they sort of front up to each other, and then it shows security cam footage outside. Uh, and they're, you know, face-to-face, and then Tuckman goes to walk away, and then Kiedis, like, coward punches him from behind, which is a big thing in Australia that's killed a lot of people. Um, so fucking they then have this this wicked match. It was super enjoyable, but then what did you think of that ending? Because you and I were messaging, you're like, I love this Tuckman match, this is fucking sick, but I knew that you hadn't seen who comes out at the end. Yeah, so, so Tuckman... Uh, chilling out wins this hardcore match over will ketis proves his dominance as the soul of pwa champion he does a fucking shoey in the <laughs> ring pulls you know pulls off his fucking wrestling boot that, that he's just Disgusting. wrestled a fucking hardcore match yeah. in pours a beer into that some bitch and downs it and then what do we hear the theme song of robbie eagles oh my god yeah uh, exactly. robbie comes out with what was it though? um black justice or i think i think that was the name of when he won coliseum so he didn't win this this current coliseum but he'd won the previous one but he comes out with his sword uh and essentially points it at the tuckman challenging him for the soul of pwa title which is the only title in pwa he's never held i did not know that the the Coliseum sword offers you a money in the bank sort of uh shot anytime you want it fucking it, yeah, stipulation. It, it does. I asked Robbie about that and he said it's sort of like it's not kind of like a contract, but it's always sort of been insinuated that whoever wins does sort of get a match of their choosing. Has earned something. Has yeah, earned yeah. something, and they can choose whatever that is, kind of thing. So if you come out with that sword and you fucking declare something, then it'll be, you know. So and everybody had thought apparently uh, previously that Robbie was going to go for Ricky South because he was like the long-reigning champion and they'd had a couple of interactions and stuff like that. But then obviously Ricky South ain't the champion anymore and the Tuckman holds the one title that Robbie's never had. So it all wraps up nicely. I I did this thing on Twitter the other day for through our Twitter, at Okada Shorts, if you guys want to follow us. And uh, it said, who are your four favorite champions in wrestling right now? Because you can add four pictures to twitter and um i i like straight up just was like without thinking tuckman was on the list for me yeah wow already i i love the kid i love him he makes me laugh so fucking hard i think he's the fucking best he's so entertaining yeah but yeah it was zach saber jr shingo is the never champion michael oku and rev pro and the tuckman Yeah, yeah fucking great that's awesome i love that you love it um, next up was the Wayward Brewing Co. six-pack challenge match and Big Fudge uh, returned and defeated Cherry Stevens, Jimmy Townsend, Scott Green, Tony Stellino and Xander Sullivan. Uh, my, my gal, Cherry. Yeah, I love her she's so, so good. She's so good. Yeah, um, that was fun. I, uh, Big Fudge was a lot of fun. I, when he when he fucking showed up at Coliseum, I was like, who is this fucking nerd? <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's an Australian fun. legend. Is is uh, Big Fudge? Um, I love that, like his music as well. Like I love that it's got the the ice cream van. I'm like, what's this? And then it's like DMX. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's a yeah. Ooh, hey, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, next up was Suplex uh, versus David Suplex. Str- Fantastic. Suplex is great. Wrestling drag queen. Yeah. Loved Dig it. Loved Suplex. Was so good. Uh, David Streber won, but uh, Suplex, glorious in the eyes of the fans. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more of Suplex. I really like that. Yeah, that was good. And then the banger of all bangers, PWA heavyweight title, three-way match, Jessica Troy 
versing both the Velocities, Jude London and Paris De Silva, who were both uh, finalists in the Coliseum. Um, this was great because it's like a tag team and they're sort of working together like against her, but obviously they have to stop each other eventually, right? Um, and so they, yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of great interactions between them, like shutting each other down to like, you know, get the best of her and then how she won was really, um, yeah, was it was really cool as well. Like, you know, she gets it was fun seeing her overcome that using their, their own, um, their own inability to communicate or come up with a plan together against them. That was pretty great. Uh, some of the like grapple fuck stuff that they were getting into there, like where, you know, he'd have her in a submission and she would have the other guy in a submission. Like, yeah, what a fucking great time. Like they thought they went through and they sat down and they said, what the fuck can we do? Yeah. And they flew around the ring. They went all complete grapple fuck all over the ring they fuck it was so much fun pwa is fucking killing it right now yeah it's really fun Uh, like i in a world where like wrestling well how we started this show we started a little bit somberly you know where wrestling burns us out and you know and things going on and everyone's got shit to say and stuff i find like pwa to be like this little oasis that i could just dip into i'm not really plugged into it online or anything like that i can just you know, drop on a show and just watch like a really great pro wrestling show. Um, so yeah, really, really enjoyed it. I think it was awesome. I, I feel like it makes it makes me feel the same way as like watching Rev Pro does mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really is. It's like that's the hometown promotion for me. That's the one yeah. that I want to go see. Like I'm going to see him this weekend. Me and Sipsy and Donna are going to go watch uh, Will Osprey take on Gabe Kid. Oh, let's go, Gabe. Gonna be sick. Let's go. That's going to be sick. What up, Sipsy? That's fucking cool, man. You guys are going to have so much fun. Yeah, it's going to be a fucking killer match. And uh, yeah, it's going to be fucking great, dude. I'm so excited. Like, and and that sort of excitement is what's getting me like over the hump for wrestling right now. Like fucking this is just a, it's longest night. It's coming up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the dawn is on the way and that's Wrestle Kingdom yeah. and then New Year's Dash. Yeah. Let's go. I'm really hoping for a New Year's Dash that they, you know, are going to throw some shit at the wall and see what sticks. I don't just want, like, a standard house show where nothing happens and it's just, you know, whatever. I would probably be quite upset if that happened. I I need some storylines coming out of it. Yep, 100%. Absolutely. 100%, man. Well, uh, in these final four minutes, why don't you tell the people who we've been because uh, we were going to do that intro in the first few seconds and we haven't done it yet. So- did it. Yeah. Kind of did it. Kind of. Uh, yeah, no. It. We have been your good friend, Curtis Spears, your bad friend, Rafe Houston. We've been the International Wrestling Grand Prix, the Kings of Pod Style, the King of Shorts. Mm-hmm. That's us. The Okada Shorts Podcast. That's us. Mm-hmm. That is us. Uh, and if you would like to get more content from us and the our friends over on the Canon Network, please do go check them out all on social media. We also do work for the Countout. Uh, podcast networks patreon so you can check out our sideshow there drop your shorts which is just uh me and curtis hanging out talking shit about other things we like so if you like I that i just did a guest spot with uh with ryan of the count out podcast oh, network for our patreon called uh, the ballot mm-hmm. it's uh coming up with arguments for for people to make it into the wrestling observer newsletter hall of fame mm-hmm. uh we did a about an hour and 10 minutes discussion about why zach saber jr should be a first ballot hall of fame well there you go that is very nice riddle me this curtis we spent the first 10 to 15 minutes of this podcast not talking about wrestling do i cut that out and turn it into a dys episode or let's just leave it there as a little taster for the kind of shit that we'll talk about because we'll talk about comic books we'll talk about you know warhammer we'll talk about Movies. Talk about the fact that you just watched one of my favorite mag- or favorite movies of all time mm-hmm. in Big Trouble in Little China. Yes, we should How talk about you- that next episode, maybe. I'm wearing my low pan shirt. Oh, right there you now. go. That's sick. That is sick. Yeah, yeah I, I hadn't really watched it growing up, so I just watched it recently. We haven't done an episode about that, but we're going to record again maybe on the weekend. So I think maybe try and knock out that DYS then, maybe. So Yeah, yeah little put little it on the docket. For you kids. Yeah, put it on the docket. All right, then. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. You can check us out online at all the usual places. 
at Faces Feels Cast, at El Destructo 83, uh, at Okada Shorts. And that's it. I'm going to sign this dude off because I need to go to work. So rate and subscribe, listen or die, keep it right, keep it tight, and most importantly, keep it what? Shorts. I feel much better today. Thank you. Excellent. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Ring Post Radio is the only show hosted by Ryan 19 and Scotty Edwards that talks about the entire world of professional wrestling. With new episodes coming out every Sunday, there is absolutely no reason to not listen to real, honest wrestling opinions from two crazy maniacs. Have a hot boy summer and listen along to Ring Post Radio every Sunday on the Countout Network. This has been a Countout Podcast.